Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Up, Gotta Joey? catch them all. How you doing, Tony? I'm doing pretty good. We're here to talk about Pokemon. Heck yeah. Uh, so what's your introduction to Pokemon? Uh, my introduction to Pokemon was uh, Red and Blue on the Game Boys uh, when they first came out in 97, 98, something around there. Um, and I could not get enough of it. I remember that. <laughs> Same here. Um, I, I got blue. Um, and this is back in a day. Cause it must have been hard to find because I remember going to Toys R Us and getting a rain check for it. Mm. Where like they would hold, I guess when they came in stock, they'd put them on, put one on hold for you, which is pretty cool. I don't know if how long that went for, but rest in peace, Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, same for me with the Game Boy game. Um, I also had a like a promotional VHS tape. Um, we had talked about that a little earlier, but you said right, you yeah, yeah. No, that I I'm still kind of astonished on that. Honestly, not to cut you off or anything, but it really blows my mind that Nintendo went out and mailed VHS tapes to people. Not even just mailed them, like made them, like that. That too, yeah. <laughs> Like, and it was like a 20 minute tape, but it was essentially just like a big commercial and it's on YouTube. You can find it. Um, somebody does like a review of it. So like every once in a while that dude will kind of come in and say something, but the, the whole video is there. Um, it's extremely corny and like, Oh, it's it nineties. No <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense either because like it's hosted by Ash's aunt who's like a real person. Like it's not a cartoon it's actual people. Right, they have actual live actors, actors yeah. and stuff. And they talk to like people you like you would never see in the show. You talk to like somebody who's called like Misty's best friend. You talk to Ash's teacher and it kinda it's basically just a commercial for the Game Boy game, the cards, all that stuff. Just so, Pokemon in general of the time. Yeah. yeah I mean I, I guess it was all there too. It was just a matter of bringing it to America. Yeah, and I'll have to yeah, they always localize that stuff too. They make it more western friendly if you will uh um, yeah that's true but it doesn't surprise me that it's like live people and it's super corny because that was the 90s you know like a lot of things in the 90s were kind of corny <laughs> but it was the golden age it was i will give it um, that so let's talk about the games a little bit um so you're i mean generation one i yes. always thought that was pretty cool to say like i was at least in america like we were part of generation one of pokemon like I don't know, maybe I'm just being in superior or something. But <laughs> any thoughts on that? Well, what it's actually funny you mentioned that because there's something in the Pokemon community that's called um, being a Gen 1-er. There you and go. <laughs> now, it, it has more negative implication than it might sound like from the literal standpoint. Yes, we would be considered Gen 1-ers because that's where we first discovered Pokemon. Um, and just to clarify, when we say generation, we're referring to like different iterations of the Pokemon games as they um, expanded, like they added more Pokemon, that's a generation. So you'll hear us refer to that as generations one, two, et cetera. Um, and you, there's eight of them you said? Yeah. Yeah. There are eight generations of Pokemon. Now we we're all the way up to gen eight with about a thousand Pokemon or more, I think right now. Yeah, and like I, I, I give them credit for not like there should be like I wouldn't be surprised if it was like ten thousand. Like I was expecting a much higher number when I was doing research to see where they were at with the number of Pokemon. So I'm pretty proud of them for like keeping it in check. Yeah, they never. Um, if my memory serves me correctly, as far as like adding Pokemon into the franchise, like introducing new ones, they never added more than a hundred and fifty. In a new generation, I, okay. I I could be wrong, but I think it was like Gen Generation Four or Five. It was either three, four, or five. Uh, the memory is hazy there, uh, but they only That's they added good. they added like 140 or 140, 45, somewhere around that range. So they never went totally crazy with it. There are you have to also keep in mind certain Pokemon have different forms and forms are different than an evolution so you could have just as an example pikachu might have a different form but it's still a pikachu so 
taking in evolutions and forms, you know, you get about a thousand Pokemon or so. It might even be closer to eleven hundred. What would be an example of a form? Um, let me go through my in my head real quick. So there's a Pokemon <laughs> I called. You were say Pokedex. No, no. Um, <laughs> th- there's a Pokemon called Rotom. Now Rotom. It's like it's a ghost electric type Pokemon. It's basically this entity that possesses appliances and other electronics, and it basically takes the shape of that device or what have you. So regular Rotom looks like this little sparky ghost thing. Then it has a washing machine form, a lawnmower, a fridge, um, washing machine, lawnmower, fridge, um, a fan and a oven and depending on the form that the rotom is in depends on what its typing is so it changes its form it changes its type but it's not it's always still a rotom it's just a different rotom form it's not evolving it's just changing its form and most pokemon that have multiple forms there are ways to like change that form so like if you had a rotom wash as they call it the water type you could change it to a rotom heat the fire type whenever you wanted oh that's cool so it's not static right Whereas, like i remember when you evolved them you were like are you sure like there's no going back right yeah you could stop the you could stop evolutions that were i think they they changed that because i know like when you do like trade evolutions you can't stop those like those just happen so like if you I trade never a, knew anybody who did stop them or who wanted to. Yeah, no, I mean, if I'm trying to evolve a Pokemon, obviously I'm not going to stop it. I, I had done in some playthroughs when I was younger. Um, I remember talking to a NPC and they said, um, you know, Pokemon who don't evolve learn moves quicker. And if you look at like all of the attacks and uh, moves that a Pokemon can learn, like just say the Bulbasaur line, for example, they learn all the same moves, all three evolutions, but Bulbasaur will learn certain moves maybe two or three levels before Ivysaur. So if you want to get those moves sooner, um, you you don't evolve it. Um, you hold off. Right, yeah, you just cancel the evolution until you learn the moves that you want, and then you can evolve it. Or you can do, I know some people like to, they'll take their starter Pokemon, the very first one they get, and just use only that and like beat the whole game with the Bulbasaur. They never evolve it. (laughs) It's a nice Um, little added challenge. Who's your starter of the main three? Um, From Bulbasaur, Squirtle and Charmander. Yeah. It's always Charmander a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Many people will tell you if you talk to like Pokemon fans that Charizard has gotten very special treatment from Game Freak and the Pokemon community or um, Pokemon company. Okay. So it is a little like cliche of me to say Charmander, but that that's what, that was my first pick. You know, I started in those games and I was like, man, this Charmander looks really cool. It's a fire lizard. (laughs) And that, you know, that's just stuck in my heart. That's Charizard out of the three starters. It's always going to be Charmander. 10 and times Bulbasaur out of 10. Gets, people shit on Bulbasaur. Why is that? <laughs> like, why is I that a thing? I mean, mainly, I think it's probably just because of the performance of the Pokemon itself. So here, here's a cool thing that you might you might not have come across. So they, there's, I don't know if it's theory or if it's like proven or something, but depending on the starter you choose in those games depends on the difficulty of the game for you. So... Oh. If you picked, uh, you let's look at the first three gyms in red, blue, and yellow. The first gym's a rock gym, second gym's a water gym, and the third gym is an electric gym. If you picked Bulbasaur, a grass type, you have type advantage over the first two gyms right away. And then when you get to the electric gym, the grass type is resistant to electric type attacks, so you kind of have an advantage there. Um, based on type too so bulbasaur is said to be easy um in pokemon like it's the easy the easy starter to pick if you okay. pick if you pick squirtle you don't really start to have trouble until the third gym because water is weak to electricity so you have an upper hand on 
the rock gem, the water gem, you can't do much, but they also can't do much to you, your Squirtle. But then if you pick Charmander, the first two gems are very challenging for you because Charmander is weak to rock and water. And you don't, you know, there's no type matchup when you're in the electric gym. That's just how the game works. Um, but that's what they say is Bulbasaur is easy, Squirtle's normal, and then Charmander is hard. So maybe that's why Bulbasaur has a bit of a bad reputation. I don't know. A lot of people on Reddit like Bulbasaur, so I, I don't know who's not liking Bulbasaur. Right? If you don't like Bulbasaur, go fuck yourself. No. Um, <laughs> Let's see, CC. So, like, like, is there anything about it that you like? Like, what's the main thing about it that draws you to it? Oof. What I always liked about it was just the sense of exploration that it gets, it gives, and being able to build a team. And I mean, come on, I'm a I'm a little kid going out into the wild and I'm capturing animals and uh, making them stronger and training them and stuff. You know, it's very customizable Um, yeah you you know there's a lot of different options in it where you don't always have to use the same pokemon there's always something different out there that you can use or stronger pokemon the the role-playing games and like i always feel like that was never like explicitly stated it's like like people who play those games don't necessarily play like the other types of rpgs yeah no i definitely agree with you i haven't personally i've gotten bigger on rpg games um in the last three or four years than i was since i was younger i when i was younger i used to say oh i don't like rpgs and i love pokemon and i love zelda and while they may be very yeah they're more not quite yeah they're they're not quite rpgs but they are still considered to be rpg titles so i'm like i said i've gotten more into it over the years but it was just those games they were just always so fun and i love the like i said exploring and being able to capture things and just the idea of being able to control this giant dragon you know is always a pretty empowering thought right um so is that a reference to dragonite i guess so considering we talked about this earlier yeah i'm just gonna say we tried (laughs) that's fine earlier and we had oh man Zencaster is on my shit list. Yeah, something I'm happened like, and I didn't get recorded. Yeah. Oh my lord. Um, so we found out that Dragonite is Joey's favorite Pokemon. You want yes. to tell the audience why? Yes, Dragonite is. He's my favorite only mainly because he was you know like the original Dragon type from yeah. the original 151. Um, he was like but- mythical. He back then he he's considered yeah. to be what they call pseudo legendary okay. in, in the community. So, you know, legendary Pokemon are these all powerful, very rare creatures that are hard to come by. And then you have pseudo legendaries. They're more common, but their power output as far as like their stats go, quote unquote, um, they are stronger than like your average Pokemon. So Dragonite is considered to be a pseudo legendary. Um, okay i always got that vibe yeah yeah he's he's not a legendary but he's he's also like not your typical pokemon um because you don't in the first game you don't really see him till the end right oh no i don't it was very hard to catch a dratini and then like you could have went you could have went through the whole game and not seen a dratini or a dragonair until you got to lance who's like the the final boss in the game well, one of the final bosses, I should say, because he he had at least one Dragonite. He there, I can't remember in the original games, but I know in later iterations, I think in one of the games he had three. Like he had a team of six, and three of them were Dragonites, and they all had different attacks. It was it was a gnarly uh, team right. to deal with. I and mean, as long as you had Ice, you were fine because Dragonite, being a Dragon Flying type, is four times weak to Ice. So you just hit him with one Ice Beam, and he's dead. Did I ask you what your favorite generation was? I you I don't think you did, but that's totally fine. I will answer that question for you now. Um, I, it's definitely going to be Generation Two. It's going to be the Gold, Silver, and Crystal games. Okay, and I had Gold and Silver. They were they were so much fun, and there was so much in those games too. There was, yeah, it was a big leap from the first gen. 
They're, they made a lot of changes that they added 101 new Pokemon, if I remember correctly. Because if you take the two Pokedexes from Red, Blue, Yellow, and Gold, and Silver, um, it's 252 Pokemon, I believe. Oh, you could trade between the the Gen 1 with Gen 2? Yeah, you, there was... Um, you could do since they were both on the Game Boy, you could still use the link cable. Okay. Uh, the only thing was when you traded or battled with somebody who had the older games, you couldn't bring Pokemon or Pokemon with moves that were introduced in the new games. Okay. So like I could trade you my Rattata for your Rattata, my gold silver Rattata for your red blue Rattata. Um but my Rattata would not be able to know any of the new moves or if it got any moves that it didn't get in the original games, I couldn't have that on there, but we could still trade. Okay. It's kind of an understandable limitation at the time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we talked, let's talk about the link cable. I mean, mm-hmm. what like, uh, I, like, I can't think of another game that used it, but I, I honestly, off the top of my head, I can't either. I'm sure if we did like a Google search, we Probably. would see all these games and be like, wow, I remember that game. I remember that game. We may not have played them or used the link cable with them, but the I feel like the link cable was made mainly for the Pokemon games. <laughs> it, it definitely popularized it, if anything, I guess. Oh, yeah. for sure. It was, you know, it was needed to have, and that was the the whole thing about Pokemon too was try to catch them all, trade with your right. friends, battle your friends. That that was the whole thing. That's why there's always been multiple versions released. Every game. One thing that's always been true in Pokemon is what you can catch in one game, you can't catch in the other game, and vice versa. Right. So you had to be, if you wanted to catch them all, quote unquote, you always had to buy two versions or know somebody who has the other game and has a link cable or you have a link cable. That's so genius too. (laughs) Um, Did you ever catch uh, all of them in any game? I never did. Uh, I have in the last three games or so. Nice, so that 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 doesn't that's not as like impressive as it sounds. <laughs> so I'll be modest. Come on. So basically, it was very hard to complete the Pokedex in the older games. Right, you had to have a second. You had to have the other version. You had to have a second Game Boy. You had to have a link cable. You and have a friend. You gotta have a friend. I mean, <laughs> I'll get into that. I'll I'll tell you. I don't have any friends, so I went out and I bought two DSs. But that's besides the point. Um, it became it's once they introduced the um, the Wi-Fi aspect into Pokemon, mm-hmm. it became extremely easy to um, obtain Pokemon. Much easier. So in the in Generation Six, they remade um ruby and sapphire we got omega ruby and alpha sapphire so basically what those games were they were the generation three games remade into generation six games so it introduced all the new all the new pokemon all the new items all the new mechanics yeah the new the new um style of graphics and stuff um i had omega ruby that's where i picked it back up like i felt i'm gonna sidetrack a little bit I played the I played the crap out of red, blue, and yellow, and yeah. gold and silver. And then when I heard they were doing more Pokemon, like another game was coming out, I was like a budding teen, so I was discovering <laughs> like skateboarding and stuff like that. I kind of put Pokemon off to the side, and I was like, "Wow, really? They're making another Pokemon game? It's not dead yet." So you know, I was not that was close. like that was yeah. Little did I know, being not even close, thir- 13, 14, however old I was. Um, then I heard I missed out on generation three, four and five. And I heard about gen six and I was like, you know what? I have a DS. I'm going to, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll buy one. It was X and Y were the games for the generation six debut. Um, I played it. It was really, really fun. And then they came out with the remakes of Ruby and Sapphire. And I played the crap out of Ruby and uh, Omega Ruby because I had never played the originals. So this was like all I didn't have the nostalgia behind it. Like a lot of 
other people would who played the original Ruby and Sapphire. Um, but I put so I maxed out the the playtime clock in that game. So the time <laughs> it, it counts minutes and hours, and mine ma- it maxes out at nine hundred ninety nine hours and ninety nine minutes. And I did That's that. So funny. Um, I <laughs> put awesome. I put so much time into those games, but that was the game where I discovered competitive battling and mm. um shiny hunting we can we can touch on that a little bit if you want um yeah absolutely but it was omega ruby which had all literally up to those games had you could get literally all the pokemon at that okay. time it was it was 721 pokemon the numbers burned into my brain um but <laughs> that a tattoo that's a 721 yeah right um <laughs> that but that doesn't count forms so like you know what every pokemon is going to have one pokedex entry so there right. at the time it was like 750 to 800 different forms and evolutions and pokemon in general um so gen 6 i completed the pokedex gen 7 was um a smaller pokedex it was only what was called a regional pokedex so it was only for that game but you could also get pokemon that weren't included in that game into the game uh, nintendo has this thing called pokemon uh pokebank it's basically a cloud server for your pokemon you pay five bucks for a year and you could store your pokemon on there and transfer them between games i've got, heard of that that's it, pretty cool it's i like it. it for five bucks for a whole year that's not bad that's not bad at all yeah you, you just have to keep in mind that if you transfer up like you go from gen two to gen three, gen three to gen four, you can't go back in generations. I guess it has something to do with the coding and the Pokemon in the new games can't be recoded to be older. I don't know. Sounds um, about right. Yeah. But that's like, we talked about uh, red, blue and yellow being able to trade with gold and silver. That was the only generation where you could do that, where you could trade between generations without having a block like you can't go back like i was saying yeah. and then I, between gen 2 and gen 3 they you just couldn't trade between the games at all like the game boy color was not compatible with game boy advance so there was literally if you had pokemon in like your yellow cartridge and your silver cartridge you wanted to bring them into your ruby cartridge nope not happening uh, that's what that's why we got fire red and leaf green which are remake those are generation three remakes of the original games so that that was to incorporate all of the new pokemon or all of the old pokemon because ruby sapphire fire red and leaf green they could all trade and battle each other because it was the same generation that's cool like that's a remake you can really get behind it I, I played a ROM version of it. Like I just yeah. downloaded an emulator and played through it. It's pretty, you're pretty much just, you were playing the gen one games with the updated graphics and the new mechanics and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. I thought it was pretty cool. Nice. Um, how about some spinoff games? Yeah, any, uh, not the main series games, which we were just discussing, right? The, there's a lot of spinoffs we have recently. They released uh, mystery dungeon XD for the switch um what's the mystery dungeon series is that like a a specific format you you play as a pokemon and you i guess you explore dungeons and stuff and you can add other pokemon into your party it's it's basically another rpg but it's told from like a pokemon's perspective okay there's Um, a couple of those games yeah they they do have a few over the years um i personally have never played them uh neither but i've heard they they are very good games actually um where Um, was it there's, I know we we uh, we talked about Pokemon Snap. We talked about some N64 games, yeah. N64, Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, it's, for those who don't know, like literally, you literally just took pictures of Pokemon, but it was a really fun game. Yeah, you you played as a character named Todd, and your uh, your professor Oak. A theme park, like a or a zoo almost it's, type thing. So just, it's. It's really weird. I don't remember how they described it in the game, but you're on this like vehicle that's on a track. 
but yeah. it, and it's like a teleport machine or something i don't know because that's how you like get around from the lab into the different areas so you don't it, control it like it just moves automatically right exactly yeah. it just moves through the the area you have no control of the vehicle you're in all you can control is you and your camera and they gave if you, you little shot, that's it. <laughs> yeah no that's it you you had to replay the level if you wanted to get a good shot there were some really cool things like um oh there was one like you could get uh because they gave you apples and if you threw the apples to like a certain pokemon something special would happen like okay here's one there was a there was like a cave level right and it was supposed to be like some kind of i don't know if it was like a mine or like a generator facility or something but there's an egg right just bouncing around this big egg and there's a pikachu on like the other side of the room if you are able to use the apples that you can throw and track the, uh, get the Pikachu to go up to that egg, the Pikachu will start using a, an electric move. It'll start like using thunder or something. And then the egg hatches and Zapdos pops out. What? <laughs> yeah, no, the three birds, uh, Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno, they had eggs that had like certain little quirks that you had to do to get the eggs to hatch and you know you take a picture of a legendary pokemon you're gonna get a butt ton of points for that picture you know there were a lot there were a lot of little hidden things i know there was one you could get like uh pikachu to to like dance with doug trio or something like that and it would give you better pictures you get a better score from professor oak you unlock new things no sequel though huh no we never we never did see a sequel it's been 20 years. I want a sequel. Yeah, I'm, it's been over I'm, 20 years, actually. Holy crap. And I'm surprised that Nintendo hasn't done one yet, especially with all... Like, even, like, a handheld version on the DS. Like, the DS would have been great for that. You know, the DS had its gyroscope. It, it had cameras built into it. They could they could have done a handheld. Or even, When's the last time you played Pokemon Snap? Oh God! Me, yeah. I don't even remember. I mean, yeah, probably around the time it was out and around. You know? I the last time I had an N sixty four. I still have my Nintendo sixty four. I'm glad I do. See, I don't have mine. I've got I've got my GameCube. I'm okay with my oh, GameCube right now. Um, um, and then there was Pokemon Stadium. Those were two. great. Those were really fun, fun, especially being able to, you know, they had that adapter for the nintendo the 64 controller they plugged into the controller and then you inserted your game boy game and you could use your team on the cartridge in the game um and you i think they even had like a little maybe this was in the second pokemon stadium but you could play that cartridge on your tv like it had like an emulator built into it or something yeah and and you could you you could play it on like through the, the N64 screen, yeah. basically. Yeah. And I, I think it gave you like a, uh, a, like a speed up feature too. Like you, it, you know, get double time. So you're not just slowly walking everywhere. You know, those games were very, the older games were very, very slow. They really were. Yeah. Um, and then I remember there was a couple other ones. Um, there was, Hey, you Pikachu with the mic. Yep. That was another 64, <laughs> Attachment. I want to say that came like later on in the Nintendo 64's life cycle. Yeah, no, it, it was it was definitely. I want to say that near the end of its life cycle for sure. I didn't have that game, but I feel like I remember the microphone making it a lot more expensive. But I, I don't know. I, I remember renting it from Blockbuster, and it came in like a special little case because it was the you know yeah. the cartridge plus the attachment. The shout out to Blockbuster. Yeah, actually oh. letting people rent that stuff. And I had right. a lot of fun with it. I do remember, I just like, love writing video games and movies. Just to love going to the video store. Yeah, Blockbuster every every week or every other week we were going, and I'd always get a game or two. I don't know where it is, but supposedly there's like one, like the the last Blockbuster location. There's like somewhere that people it's, still go to. Oh, like it's, it's still it's, open? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and I think it just because it's the last one, like there's people who actually like go and keep it alive. Wow. I'd have to do uh, look on the internet and see, but yeah, do some research on that. But, um, do you remember Pokemon puzzle league for Nintendo 64? Wasn't that like a cube stacking game or something? You yeah. Had to yeah. Match the colors. Game, yeah. 
something like that yeah I, i'm starting to recall it now i think i i played a good amount of it i don't think i ever owned it but i definitely remember playing it same yeah and then there was definitely some spin-off game boy games uh the trading card game yep yeah i remember you had that i did yeah that game was, was pretty decent it's a lot of fun the, like the only experience i've had with the pokemon trading card game like in a legitimate way like playing the game you know what i mean yeah no i never actually learned how to play the the card game either i collected i had a huge binder full of cards but i never (laughs) i never played the game i think a lot anybody listening i think right now remembers their binder probably had one yeah it was Um, like what was it like three uh four by like four or four by five uh plastic pages with little slots for the cards Oh yeah, and you had like a three-inch ring binder because you had would so you double many. Yours up? Like, would you put like, so you put your cards in and then you turn the page and then you put them on the opposite side? Like, some people wouldn't even do that. Like, they'd go to the next page over and like oh. one slot your card. Right. Yeah. It was only yeah one card in each slot, and like when you turned the page, you were looking at the back of the other cards. I do. Exactly, I think. Yeah. I think I doubled I, up. I, I doubled up too. I think, especially if I had like multiples. I would just right. try to fit <laughs> a couple, in, yeah. p- put a fit couple like behind there. Cards. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember Pokemon cards were super big in school. Like, at least like for me, it was definitely one of the biggest. I don't even want to say it's a fad because it's still so popular today. But I mean, now they're in every store imaginable in some some capacity, whether it's like a little rack or something. But back yeah, in the day, we had to go to specialty shops to get them. Like See, I, I just remember, I don't even remember how I got them very often. Because I know I had a lot, I think ShopRite maybe sold them. They had okay. like a little like section that was like little tricks and toys or whatever. Yeah. And, and you just buy a little booster pack, you know. they It w- definitely wasn't as commonplace as, oh no, you know what? I think it was the 7-Eleven that oh. was near my house in Island. If my brain is reminding me correctly, I remember like they they had like a little you know they they bought a box of like forty or fifty booster packs and they just tore off the front and they set it up on their counter and I remember like that's where I would get my if, I'm pretty sure that's where I got my Pokemon cards from was those little booster packs and you know I probably got like bigger boxes of cards over time because yeah. I had they a had lot. The decks. They had the decks and then they had the starter sets, the starter decks. I remember. Right, and I know they had some that were like kits where it gave you like five booster packs and then yeah. like a couple special cards or something like that. But as far as I know, like a lot, I know like comic shops around at least the country like still have Pokemon trading card events. Not right now, anyway, but. Right, yeah, yeah. No, I there think. There's an online game for it, too. Oh, like a, on the. Like a web page game, basically. Yeah, where you can play the Pokemon trading card game against other people. So that's oh, pretty that's, cool. That is neat. That they they also have it. Um, it's probably totally separate, but they have one also for like Pokemon battling. Um, it's called Pokemon Showdown. It's basically a battle simulator. You can build your own team. It's like you can you know you're not limited by whatever game you're playing or whatever generation you're playing. Okay. But, but you like you pick your format and then there's each format as certain rules that you have to abide by but then you could just build a whole team and then battle people online i i've spent a lot of time on there because it's just really fun to just battle people especially because they have a format that's random like literally you, each person's given six random pokemon you have no idea what they are until you start the battle and then you fight each other that's pretty cool i thought it was i imagine that's a third party yeah it's it's a totally fan based uh fan made yeah. thing and it's ran by you know the fans pretty much um it's gotten bigger and i'm pretty sure like they have like funding of some kind or whatever but it's not affiliated with pokemon or nintendo at all interesting it's not like made by nintendo or anything like that but it was pretty cool when i was into the whole battling scene yeah totally Um, and then like i don't know gamecube kind of got shorted on pokemon games now yeah they they, yeah they that's the best one I hear. That's I, I think, overall maybe, but I never. I don't think I played that one completely because to me it was like so different from a Pokemon game. It was like mm. wasn't what I was used to, but it was also it wasn't a main series game. Um, right. 
I just remember playing it and it was just, it felt so different and that I just like never, cause that was, that came out around when I like, I was falling out of Pokemon anyway. So I had like okay. already lost interest in it. Um, but I have heard those were like really, really good games. Um, they also gave us Gale of Darkness, which was another GameCube Pokemon game. It's another like spinoff one. Um, Sounds vaguely familiar to me. That one had like shadow Pokemon and stuff in it. And I don't know how canon that is because shadow Pokemon are n- not in any other game. <laughs> oh, no? Huh. no, no, it was like specific to that game. Um, but I, I really can't comment too much because I never really played it. Like I've heard of it. There was um, it was very big in the competitive scene. Like when that those games were out, Coliseum and Gale of Darkness, that's where people were like battling on and stuff there okay because the gamecube not not too many people know this gamecube has lan and internet functionality it did yeah (laughs) it it has the like there were uh, at one point in time there were servers for mario kart double dash and you could play online you had to buy the the adapt the modem though right and attach it well yeah no you're still there i can look under the bottom of my gamecube later but i'm pretty sure there's there's like a little cover that you can pull off and there's ports inside those covers. Like I, there, there may be a piece that you have to connect in order to do this. Yeah. That I, you I plug, like plug your ethernet way, in. Yeah. But yeah, not too many people know the GameCube has land. It has online. Mul- like it, did, it has yeah. multiplayer connection, not even just local, like four controllers plugged in. You were yeah. able to certain games you could play online, you know, and this is way before PlayStation Online and Xbox Live, you know. Yeah, Not too many um, people know that. I had Fantasy Star Online for GameCube, and you could totally hop online with that. I never did back in the day, but yeah, you could, yeah, no, I remember that game too. I think I had played that game in your house one time I, years that ago. Game too. Was so hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and that's another thing too. I guess like Nintendo's still kind of not embracing the online thing fully not very, not very like slowly. not like because playstation like, and xbox have no way, for sure yeah i mean i mean like you said like not even people people wouldn't even realize or didn't know gamecube had that for some games and then we i felt like we is when they really started with uh brawl but that was with the the friend codes which you said they're still in place yeah, if you were like, if we were to add each other on the Switch, we would have to exchange friend codes. Like, there's other ways for you to like find me and add me as a friend, but friend codes are still a thing. Like, certain games require your friend code in order to link up with a person. Yeah, I imagine it must have to do with just like Nintendo looking at their audience and just thinking like, well, yeah, Nintendo the is younger kids, like the much it, younger audience. I'm saying, but not that, that, that you know. No, that, that I think that's what a big part of it is. Is Nintendo is seen as like family company. They're not, yeah, known. To, so like when Bayonetta two came out on the Wii U, people are like, "What the heck? Why is Bayonetta two releasing on the Wii U?" That's not a kid game. So it was like very shocking to people yeah. to be like, "Whoa, why is this I'm coming shocked, out?" Um, Doom, the new Doom is on Switch. That doesn't totally surprise me, but oh no. No, I didn't know it was. I thought it wasn't going to be, but they've also stretched into like I think Overwatch and Fortnite too. So, oh wow, I don't know. Sure. I don't know how but I feel about that. I, I don't I know. Like Overwatch. I eh, it's it's okay. <laughs> I I don't play it personally. I don't think I don't well, say good. it's a bad game or anything like that. I don't play it. That's, that's how that goes. Uh, but yeah, Nintendo has been very kind of like strict with their online stuff. Like, like, okay, let's look at it this way. The switch. Um, well, as far so, as gameplay goes, I mean, you have the store right on switch. The yeah. There's, store. There is an, e- that's cool. there is an e-shop where, you know, you can buy digital games, you can buy other content, DLC, stuff like that. Okay. Um, uh, with switch online, their paid membership, you get access to the Nintendo switch online app and that's their way of doing communication with your friends on the switch like there's no like voice chat like you can do on xbox or pc or playstation nintendo wants you to download an app and you can only talk to people who you have on your friends list who are also using that app 
Yeah. So it's like kind. Of, it seems kind of complicated because personally, if I'm going to play a game, like if I play Smash online with a buddy of mine, we're not going to. We we don't have these apps on our phone. We're just going to pop on our computers and get into Discord, which is what we use to voice chat when we play games. Right. Then we just use that. I don't need Nintendo's voice chat app. You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can kind of see what they're trying to do. I mean, I mean, if I had a kid, I'd be like, all right, well, at least they're not, you know. I, I would not want my child to have the access that, like, a PlayStation or an Xbox would have to the online community. <laughs> That's Simple funny. That. I was actually, um, I was talking to our cousin Stephanie. Um, today's uh, JJ's birthday. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, but I was like, saying, I said something about Fortnite, and um, and, he, and Stephanie was saying, like, he really doesn't play it, and she's, like, kind of glad because she was, like, worried about, like, not even just him getting like addicted, but like you know, people like cursing and all that crap and all the toxic crap that comes along with it. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a lot that goes into playing games online, and that's I've uh, rediscovered the single player experience. Like recently, <laughs> it's no, awesome. That's good. No, that that yeah, was no. That's how I, I always played with these kids, man. Especially during quarantine, where all the kids are home now. Yeah, screw yeah. that. Some games I still have a little bit like Counter Strike. I can go back every once in a while and still do pretty decent. And I'm like, I still got it, but <laughs> forget about it. But um, yeah. Um, so what's the latest Nintendo release? Uh, Pokemon release, rather. Um, that's gonna be Sword and Shield. Those are Switch. Yeah, that's our Generation Eight games. And um, I t- you were telling me earlier though you're not a big fan of those games, or personally, no. Um, I did sit i did play through the game one whole time and i tried to do there's not a whole lot to do after you beat the game except to do like i i mentioned the max raid battles um that's something where you can get online with with friends and um catch these powerful pokemon and stuff um but the games as like a single player experience really weren't that great there was a lot of like details that I feel could have been done a lot better. There was before these games came out, there was a lot of controversy amongst the community. There was, you know, people were leaking the game early and people were saying the game is broken. The game's not finished. And there, there was a lot of things that I just didn't like. Like, I don't like being handed items. Um, It's what the community refers to as hand holding throughout the game. So if you're just handing, you know, I have all these characters handing me money and items and Pokeballs. I'm like, where's the challenge? Like, you've just given me three revives and you healed my team completely before a major battle. Oh, okay, thanks. Like convenient, right? Yeah, like, this is so convenient. Um, people probably had some pretty high expectations for that game too. I mean. Just from the looks of it, I was looking at screenshots earlier, and like I got to admit, I was like, "Whoa, this looks pretty cool!" Like, not knowing anything about it. It is also the first home console mainline game. Exactly. Yeah. Any any other game that we've gotten on a console has always been a spinoff of some kind. I kind of dreamed of a game that looked like that when I was like in N sixty four GameCube era, like like that three D Pokemon game where you could just roam. Right. Then that's that they added into the Gen 8 games what's called the wild area. And this is basically just a giant spot on the map where Pokemon spawn. Like I'm sure you saw they they actually are like walking around in what's called the overworld. Um and you can you know you can see them. Um I thought I thought that was a pretty cool addition. Um but it wasn't like enough. Like I feel like the wild the wild area, God, that place it's so it was so hard to navigate around there. Because okay, so they give they do give you a map of the wild area, right? And it will show when you look at the map, it will show you what part of the wild area you're in, but it's not like a live view. So it's like if you're in the this the wild area is divided up into like ten areas, right? And they each have a different name. If you're in area one, your player icon will be on the center of area one. Okay. But it's not your exact location. 
and there's no mini map so while you're roaming through the wild area you don't know if you're headed in the right direction and even when you pull up the map you can't really tell which way you're headed because your icon doesn't show your exact location that was to get lost there for like i i I got lost so often (laughs) like it's not even funny i know that sounds horrible i don't mean to laugh actually does legit sound like so frustrating no it it really was like if you want to laugh laugh because it it is funny (laughs) but it's like the original zelda no map yeah no that that was literally just explore your head off um at least you have something in the pokemon wild (laughs) yeah it's it was a nice i liked seeing the wild area pokemon but they also added um a cap uh in these games so like it would happen you would you could encounter pokemon that were too strong for you to catch oh so like it's gonna see them you well no you could battle them yeah but you can't throw the pokeball at them it just says the game basically tells you no you can't catch this pokemon and it, it has something to do with like um trying to avoid somebody catching like a level 50 pokemon when they haven't even gotten their first or second badge and then just like steamrolling the rest of the game um but they wouldn't really be able to anyway though right because like your pokemon are at a lower level anyway or maybe i'm wrong i don't know it's i just know it was a pain running into a pokemon and it's weird um, thing, yeah. <laughs> not being able to catch it, but then at the same time, I couldn't run from it because the Pokemon was such a higher level than I was that the the way being able to run away from a Pokemon works is um, the based on their speed stat. So if a wild Pokemon is faster than your Pokemon, you have a much lower chance of running away from the encounter. Okay. Um. So you run into level 55 Pokemon and you have a level 20 Pokemon, you better have an item that ends that battle. Otherwise, your whole team is going to get wrecked. You can't run. <laughs> <laughs> right, because the, like you, there's the chance you're going to be able to run. Right. But it's very, very low because the other Pokemon is faster than you. Um, so, so like be, not being able to catch over-leveled Pokemon for your point in the game wasn't that big a deal. But it also made it like, hey, it's it, to me, it kind of feels like the game is saying, hey, you can't do this yet. You're not supposed to be yeah, here. Like when somebody's kind of coming in and be like, nope. <laughs> pretty much. And the, the older games, like, yeah, there was like story based things that would block you off or like certain moves or items that you needed to progress. Right. Yeah. But if you, Snorlax. Right. If you wandered into a random area that had Pokemon that were 10, 20 levels higher than yours. Well, at least I could try to catch them. You know, I'm probably not going to, but I had right. the option and they, they took that away. You know, one, you don't, you can't catch anything until you beat the game, basically. Like, you know, you always have to, there's always going to be a cap until you get all your badges. And I just, I just thought that was a really weird mechanic that they added. I get why they did it again, you know? Yeah. But I Are you really waiting like for like it. the Skyrim esque Pokemon game? So the reason why I was so let down with Sword and Shield was because this was not the first home console Pokemon game I wanted. Yeah. The the Pokemon home console game I wanted, one, wasn't going to be a main series title, but it could be considered one. Um, Two, it would take every generation of Pokemon, every region, every location and put it into one game and you can oh, basically man. explore the pokemon planet you go yeah. from region to region completing side quests and catching pokemon earning badges Dude. in every region that's what i wanted from the first home console pokemon game and that is not what i got like maybe that is like a real big expectation on my part a but, I, bit, but... <laughs> I do think it's possible like i knew sun and moon Definitely. or I know Sword and Shield weren't going to be that because they were being advertised as Generation 8. It's new Pokemon, new region, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was Pokemon, so I was like, hell yeah, you know, I'm excited. It's a new Pokemon game. And then I, you know, I played it, and I was like, wow, this is like 
killing it for me. Like I, I went through it. I completed my Pokedex. I started to shiny hunt a bit, but they've, they've changed so much. And they're the whole gimmick. This generation is the Dynamaxing, which I mentioned earlier. Literally it's just Pokemon get really, really big for a temporary time. And then that's it. Like they get super strong moves, but like they're, it's not a broken mechanic, but it's also like, this is what you you gave us like just giant pokemon like it yeah. it was oh. like because in in generation 6 we got mega evolution which was it, it's basically it's an evolution you you can do once per battle that changes the form of your pokemon or or and makes it stronger so like venusaur charizard and blastoise they all have a mega form charizard has two um Mewtwo has two mega forms and there's I think about 20 or 25 other Pokemon that have mega evolutions and I thought that was a really cool feature. They they did give it to some Pokemon that were like already strong that didn't need to be stronger, but they did also take like weaker Pokemon and gave them mega evolutions. Like there's uh Beedrill. Beedrill from a competitive aspect of Pokemon is just a really crappy Pokemon. You would never want to use it. They gave Beedrill a mega evolution and it is one of like the best Pokemon out there now. Um, yeah. I remember the show, the Beedrill was like a badass. It, well, I mean, it's like a three foot wasp. Dude. Yeah, like, that like, would be terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Like I've uh, had nightmares of that shit, but like, based on its stats and how it performs as a, in the games, it's just a bad Pokemon. Nobody ever uses Beedrill unless it's a, <laughs> unless it's a mega Beedrill. That's just how that goes. Gotcha. Uh, and you never messed with a uh, Pokemon go, huh? I, that's I the, actually, uh, that's the poser I ne- game. I never did. I wouldn't call it a poser game. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely wouldn't call it that. Um, the reason I never got into it um, was because I, I did not have, I had a data limit on my phone. There you go. That'll and do it. I knew if I started to play it, I would go over my data and I'd owe a lot of money. So I just never got into it. And, you know, I've seen gameplay of, of it. A lot of people have really, you know, a lot of people are playing it. I have friends who play it. Yeah, yeah people and they, stuck with it. Then they say it's a lot of fun. And I'm like, I'm that's great. It's I'm evolved, happy yeah. for you. But <laughs> it's not what I consider to be a Pokemon game. It's a spin-off right. game. It's basically what it is. Yeah, they've introduced more Pokemon over the years and stuff with it being around. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, I just never wa- really wanted to get into it either. Like, after seeing how it played and stuff, I was just like, eh, it's not really what I'm looking for in my Pokemon game. It always felt like a game that you kind of played, like, when you just had the opportunity to. Like, not right. really, I don't know, like actually go out and it's like, oh, we happen to be out. Let me see if there's anything around. But no, there's some people take that stuff seriously. Like, yeah, was well, that joke that like people want like the first week that Pokemon Go came out was like the happiest everybody has ever been. Oh yeah, was outside like, and then they had like a massive player drop a little after that. But that's pretty normal. Yeah, like, there yeah, was... people were getting hurt and stuff. Like you know, not paying attention. But that's their own fault. Yeah. That's what I say. If Pokemon was real, like people would probably get hurt. <laughs> yeah. No, there there would be injuries. They would not be the the perfect utopian society that it is depicted in the animes. It right. Yeah. The the um the unity of human and Pokemon. There yeah. there is an episode I remember where like Ash is battling somebody who like abuses their Pokemon. So they, oh, they definitely yeah, touched yeah. on that. Yeah, like Pokemon welfare and Pokemon rights. <laughs> yeah. Ever I remember because the guy um he it was he like ended short, up, I remember. It it was, it was um oh, fuck, I can't I can remember like see him in my head too. I just don't know like the character's name. Yeah, I don't know his name, but like he made he had a sand shrew and he let made the yep. sand shrew wear this yep. brace that was like always constricting him. But then at the end of the episode, Ash taught him the lesson. You can't abuse your Pokemon. They'll get stronger, but you can't beat him into oh, the yeah. ground. Um, and the guy was like, moral, yeah. wow, you're right. And him and Sandshrew became best buddies after that. And he never abused the Sandshrew again. Um, but 
the the anime is pokemon can be a lot darker than some people realize like what yeah. we know what we know in the games like the pokemon fainting in a battle they don't do that in japan and like really other countries yeah the pokemon well, straight up go. they straight up die, die and then Whoa. you bring and then you bring them to the pokemon center it, it's only called fainting because it had to be localized here for right, the west yeah. for the west that's so that's, funny it's not as... funny memory i remember playing like i had my cards and i was with mammy and we were just i was we were like playing a made-up version of the game uh-huh. I kept saying that my characters died, and she kept telling me not to say that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, they fainted. Like, it's very... almost weirder though. Like, they died, and then you brought them back to life. Like, oh yeah, and I mean, that cemetery shit. It really is, and they're you know, <laughs> if you remember Lavender Town from the first games, there was Pokemon the Tower. Town. It well, it was like the ghost town. Yes, not, not yeah. like a ghost town, but the ghost type town, I should say. Uh, yeah. There, there was the Pokemon Tower. There were literally Pokemon graves in there. So, like, we knew Pokemon could die, <laughs> but us have, you know, having my little electric mouse fight your fire dragon, mm. it's he's just fainting. It's fine, you know. I'm bring him to Pokemon Center, and he'll be, he'll be, you know, he'll have full HP, and he'll be good to go. I always want to know that technology, like, <laughs> well, yeah, like that machine, whatever they hook them up to, like. They just place the Pokeball in a little tray and it heals and them. Like a soda, like a McDonald's soda tray type thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it literally looks like that. And it's just like, I remember they would like, like even in the black and white games, red and blue back in the day, it was, you saw them like light up and like yep. light off and it took like five seconds and that was it. Yeah. The one thing that I think we need to learn from Pokemon is universal free healthcare. That that Dude, that was the greatest hilarious. thing. That was the greatest <laughs> thing about Pokemon being able to take your team in these times, yeah, back to the hospital, like to a hospital, and be like, "Hey, everybody's dead. Can you fix that? Here Imagine, you go, like, free of charge." You have Pokemon insurance. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? God, Pretty how crazy. That? Yeah, like I said, the Pokemon Society, Utopian Society, would not really work yeah. the way it does if it were uh, real life. <laughs> And then even like the first movie has some really heavy topics. Like it's all about cloning genetics. (laughs) Like it's quite insane. Um, I I really want to sit down and watch that again sometime soon. I would definitely like to sit down and watch that too. Um, I recall my parents falling asleep in the theater. Oh, (laughs) like those days, man. (laughs) That's funny. I remember they would like they would give you a card. You got like a special card too when you went to see the movies back in the day. I think I remember that too, and it was like only distributed for that movie too. Yeah, that was like the only way to get it. But I think you know there's thousands of them, so they didn't. They might have some value now, at, since it's been you know 15, 20 years. But back then they weren't. You know they were a dime a dozen probably. Yeah, they probably had like whole warehouses full of them. It's crazy. Um, blah, blah, blah. let's see. Uh, so is Ash Young forever? He's got to be, man. He's got to be. Like, so for those who don't know, Ash is, you know, the main character from all the the Pokemon animated series and he's always been 10 years old. The man doesn't age. Nobody ages in that universe. <laughs> They're all just constantly the same age. Um I I know you said you had mentioned there was one theory where oh, 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 yeah. With the Ho-Oh, first episode he sees Ho oh and he tells Professor Oak, and Professor Oak thinks he's like nuts. He's like, no, you did not see that. And that's what people think. That's where he got his eternal yeah. youth from. <laughs> yeah, there was like some some magic falling off a of ho-oh as it flew over Ash. And he was like, whoa. So some people think that's why he never ages. Um, there's another theory that is from the first movie. Um, the Near the end with the fight scene with Mewtwo and Ash like, collides with Mewtwo, but he gets turned to stone. So a, a lot of people in the community are saying maybe it was that blast from Mewtwo which that turned Ash to stone that kept him from aging because you know he gets unfrozen again, but as like an after effect, people are speculating that that's why he doesn't age. That's too funny. I mean, I haven't seen the series in any times recent, but uh, I always thought it was funny with Nurse Joy and like Officer Jenny, like we're always oh, the same yeah. person, and they would always joke about it too. Like, no, they knew I, they all looked the same. Yeah, I always thought that was hilarious. 
They were different people, though. They were just all right. <laughs> identical twins. Yeah, they and, would like say, "Oh, like my oh, it's my sister Jenny or something like that." This like, is my sister Jenny of Pewter City, and this is my Pewter sister City. Jenny of Jer- Cerulean City. You know, it's just oh, there's a fun fact for you: all of the Pokemon cities in the red, blue, and yellow are all named after colors. Oh shit! I never knew that. I didn't catch that. Oh well, yeah, Palette yeah, Town, Fuchsia. Right, so it's it's yeah. you start in Palette. It's Palette, Pewter, Cerulean. Um, small town Celadon which is like yeah. a golden color okay uh, wow Fuchsia Lavender um, crap what was the Viridian I think that's like a green Viridian City yes yeah um, what was the one with the fi- what was the island there was Cinnabar. the island Cinnabar Island yeah I guess Whoa. I don't <laughs> I, I guess Cinnabar is like a color I guess I'm gonna, so, yeah. I'm going to assume. Maybe right. it's, like, it's like a red or like a burgundy. I never looked it up, but they are all based on colors. Did you have a Game Shark back in the day? I didn't. I did you not. Remember Missingo? Missing No, yeah. Missing No, yeah. Like the, You don't even need a Game Shark to get that, actually. You're right, actually. Yeah, you're totally right. Because <laughs> when you said Cinnabar, I remember, like, I forget, but you had to, like, surf up and down the island the the right side of the island you had to surf yeah. in the water right up against the island like you're not on the land but you're still in the yeah. water and you just go back and forth back and forth until you encounter it and it was it's it been used up your game there's there's somebody who beat the game i don't know if it was using that glitch specifically but they beat the game in less than a minute like like there's a way to mess with the code in the game through glitches and you can make it to where like you're about to walk outside of a house, right? But you can make it to where what you load into is whatever you want. And okay. somebody was able to do it to where they got to the very, very end with Professor Oak, where you go into that room to put your team into the Elite Four computer or whatever, the Pokemon League computer. Yeah. And they just beat the game. Like the credits roll after that. <laughs> So like they literally they never even got their starter if I remember correctly like they just that game is so the original games are so broken there's just so much you can do with them through glitches and whatnot and missing I remember no, there was like a rare candy trick too I think you could do yeah I think with missing no it was like the sixth item in your bat in your item bag was oh, would would be like inf- <laughs> infinite it was like there was a lot of really like um. Oh, I can't think of the word I I want, but there was a lot of subtleties that like you, the only way you would know if somebody told you, you know, especially back then, like the way, the, how people figured these things out, I don't know, but there's a lot, a lot of crazy things you can do. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy things you can do in the original red and blue games. Right on. Anything else you want to say about Pokemon? It's brought me a lot of joy, but it awesome. is kind of, it is kind of letting me down recently, but that's okay. That's all right. Ups nothing and downs. Ups nothing and downs. lasts forever. <laughs> yeah, man. And like, I I think for sure, like that game you mentioned earlier, like in some shape or form, will happen. Oh, that would, I would love it. Though the just every single region put on a planet, and we can just explore the whole thing. That would be great, dude. Maybe I, maybe on the Switch too. We'll see. Is that what Nintendo's putting out next? Switch no, two? No, no. Okay. I'm just talking on my butt. <laughs> gotcha. I got, yeah, because yeah, I know a couple of next gen stuff has been announced. Yeah, they've been talking about the Xbox and the PlayStation a lot recently. Everyone's bitching about the PS5 controller. Yeah, because it's, it's white. Because <laughs> it's white. Yeah, it looks like it's wearing a tank top or something. Yeah. It looks like a meme. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't even know when that's due. I'm, I don't know. I still kind of want to get a Nintendo Switch. I really want to get one soon. I, I, I don't. I, I would recommend it only because there there are a lot of really good games out there for yeah. it. Yeah. Um and Plus like the back you, catalog stuff too. Yeah. Just having yeah. like the e-store. But they need to add more stuff like the like the 3DS eShop, you there was like you can get old Game Boy games and stuff on there. They don't have that on the Switch yet. But Okay. They, yeah. they do still have like if you got a Switch online membership, you get access to um the nes online and the super nes online and this is basically just a collection of emulated games that you can play 
Okay. And That's it's, pretty cool. it's, it's free with your subscription to switch online, but I, I think it's worth it, especially if you wanted to play older games. Damn. Now I want one even more. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking of like, I don't know, maybe it's the quarantine getting on me, but I have been playing gaming a little more than usual. Um, but what have you been up to in the quarantine? Well, I just finished one of my classes, so oh, nice. that's done. I'm off for the summer. Um, I've been playing a lot of a game called Slay the Spire recently. It's a, it's a strategy deck building game. It's basically just this area. There's three classes, four classes of characters, and you start out with a starting deck. And as you progress through the spire, you fight monsters, you earn items, um, you can. You're given card rewards. You can add cards to your deck. You can upgrade cards. It's just it's a game that's got a lot of RNG behind it, like a lot of random number generating behind it. You know. You don't know what you're going to get every time. Um, and it's just, I, I keep coming back to it. It's just a cool. lot of fun. And it punishes you too. Like if you mess up, oh, you mess up. <laughs> you really don't like having your hand hold, man. Jeez. And I'm, okay. Well, I, mean, I'm, I mean, at this point in our lives, we've been playing video games for a, a good chunk of our lives, right? Yeah. So here's an example of More that. than half. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm currently also playing through Doom 2016. I want to okay. be specific because they did release a new Doom. Good call, um, yeah. Which that Doom, game blew my mind too when it came out. Doom Eternal looks great. I just didn't want to shovel out the sixty bucks to buy it right mm-hmm. now, especially because I'm playing through Doom 2016. Um, there you go. But I'm playing that on the hardest difficulty that I possibly can right now, and it's called like Hell Mode, right? It's called I think it's called Sorry. Ultra Violence. But <laughs> yeah, but there's no joke, man. There are higher difficulties still locked, though. That's the thing. So, like, I think nightmare I, is the highest, right? I, I think so. I haven't I haven't checked because, like, but you're not I, allowed to die in nightmare. Like, if you die once, that's it. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Doom is a I'm hard game. Pretty sure, yeah. Um, you ever played the original Doom? It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no, I have. Uh, it's been Doom years. It's been years, but I know Steam has some. It has like all the older Dooms like on a collection. Yeah, the um, the BFG it's called the yep. big fucking Bf- guns. BFG edition, yeah. yeah I was showing, I got it showing for like two bucks that. on sale one time. Oh, dude, Steam sales are great. Oh my dude, god, they're dangerous. That they are dangerous. I, my first are. Steam sale, like totally, I like I bought a lot. I had like that's why my <laughs> library is as big as it is. But and then like I kind of was just like, I can resist now. Good, that's good. <laughs> it took me a while too. I mean, they just straight up like give some of that shit away. <laughs> it's unreal. All right, well, that has been a very thorough discussion of Pocket Monsters. This is Sentimentally Ill, Episode 9. Hopefully, you'll be hearing this. <laughs> I pray to God you'll be hearing this. Dude, the, big thanks. Uh, super thanks to you, man, for uh, sitting down twice. Two sessions, no, man. No worries, man. I love sitting um, and chatting with you. This is a lot of fun. I am... Um, like I said, I, 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 I like contacted Zencaster support and I was like, maybe they can give some insight into what happened. So mm-hmm. if we ever find out that mystery, maybe we'll have another Pokemon episode. We, we talked about some of the same things, but not all of it. So there's so might much be lost forever. There's yeah. just so, so much to talk about Pokemon. Like you can make quite a few episodes on it and all. Honesty. You can do an entire podcast on Pokemon, which I'm sure yeah. there are, which oh, actually yeah. I'm going to look for actually. I never actually thought to do that. <laughs> I'm sure so, you won't yeah. have any trouble finding one. No way. Um, So yeah, that's a wrap. Peace.